Welcome to the 321 Biz Development Podcast and B-Sales Executive Shows on iTunes. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO, 321 Biz Dev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. 321 Biz Dev LLC brings a combination of uh, sales system training, business development services, and website design to worldwide business owners of any size. Our business is people, our product is sales performance. We tell business owners exactly what they need to know and why they need to know it without any gimmicks or fluff. We know what the sales performance struggle is like because we were once there too. The 321 team can help business owners meet or exceed their revenue expectations. 321 is the company to call if you or your sales team want to master the following four main sales functions, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. 321 BizDev services are available worldwide where the English language is spoken. We can be reached toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212 or internationally using WhatsApp at country code 1-415-515-6760. We have over 120 hours and 284 episodes of business development content and interviews with business owners from around the world. Today's podcast topic is titled, Coming Out of the COVID-19 Lockdown, What's the Best Business Recovery Plan for Attorneys, CPAs, Dentists, Plastic Surgeons, Insurance Brokers, and Real Estate Brokers? So, hello everybody. It's uh, May 14th, it's in the afternoon, and uh, I want to apologize for the, the allergy sound that I have in my voice. And if I call, if I do a podcast episode in the morning, I sound a little different than I do right now. But maybe you can't tell, but I know I can tell. So we're entering this post-COVID-19 lockdown, and uh, for the, for for most of the country, it looks like everything is going fine. For states like California, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, and Nevada. It may take us a little longer to come out of the lockdown because we have these governors who are very sensitive about our safety and our health and, and, and having a safe place and uh, making sure that uh, we're healthy. Did I say that already? Yes, that we're healthy. And on a side note, I just spoke with a real estate broker in Texas. Now, Texas is doing better than California and Texas has been doing better than California for about 20 years. So I just spoke with this Texas broker about being a guest on the 321 Biz Development V Sales Executive podcast. And uh, this uh, Texas broker also has uh, some valuable information about how these governors are, are thinking. What is their mindset? What type of behavior are they exhibiting with this COVID-19 thing? So hopefully we will have this Texas real estate broker who is also a life coach and she has a great following on social media and she's been a business professional for at least like 20 years. So maybe we'll have, we will have this broker on. So the reason why I'm talking about this is because I never intended 
to talk about, you know, politics and economics and capitalism and socialism and communism. I never intended to talk about uh, those topics on the podcast. And, uh, you know, so as of maybe the, like late February, you probably will not hear too many topics about economics, capitalism, communism, you know, and all the things that are anti-business. Because like I mentioned on a previous episode, I thought all business owners were, you know, pro-capitalists. And I found out that probably 50% of small business owners are not capitalists. In fact, I found out that those 50% of, of uh, small business owners here in America, uh, they really shy against, you know, against capitalism. And they're in business because people are giving them money. But if you sit down and ask them what they, how they feel about capitalism, they will tell you some things that you may be shocked to hear. So when this COVID-19 Chinese Wuhan flu uh, thing started, I said to myself, oh, wait a minute. This is going to change how business is done in America across the board. So if you are a white collar small business owner, if you are an attorney, a CPA, a dentist, a plastic surgeon, an insurance broker or a real estate broker, or if you have any business, but you know, we specialize on those six industries I just mentioned. But if you have any business, you know, post COVID-19, your business has just changed. So in general, a lot of businesses will change because now you have about 40% of the population who have been frightened to death about them themselves getting sick. And then you have government officials that are telling small business owners that they need to, you know, adapt and accept this new normal. And for those listening to me and those who know me personally, you know how I feel about this Corona uh, 19 thing, this Wuhan Chinese flu. I think it's no more at a minimum like the common cold and at best or at worst, I should say, the common flu. I think this whole thing has been fabricated. I think this has been a launch on the American capitalistic system, number one, and to put or make it difficult for President Donald Trump to be reelected. And because everything was going pretty smooth up until the end of February. So, you know, shame on the people who perpetrated this this uh, event on the American people. Shame on the perpetrators who uh, launched this event to our to our friends to the north in Canada and to the people that I know and work with in India and the United Kingdom and Barcelona. Shame on whoever put this together. And I think everybody knows who shame on those people who wanted to see the world economy collapse. But I tell you what, we will come back. But in the meantime, before we fully come back, we have to deal with some of these challenges that these government officials have now implemented that's going to make doing business a little tougher here in America. So, you know, everybody, everybody knows what I'm talking about. So. Even if you talk about a restaurant, and I will get into the six uh, business categories that uh, 321 supports, but 
let's just say in general. Okay, some restaurants will have to reduce their seating by as much as 50% to uh, adapt to this uh, social distancing stuff, to have six feet between tables. It's, it's like this COVID-19 thing can jump. You know, all of a sudden it has athletic ability. It can jump, uh, it, it can jump four feet, it can jump three feet, but somehow people said that it can't jump six feet. So that's kind of interesting. Then you have employees who have to wear masks inside the workplace and gloves. And now there are all these protocols that will take place for people to do business. Isn't it a shame to now to see American small business owners having to beg to be in business? Uh, like the lady in Texas, uh, Shelly Luther, who had to beg you know, the, the uh, I think she's in either Houston or San Antonio. Oh no, she's in Dallas. She had to beg to go back into business. And what about the, the barber in, in the Lansing, Flint, Michigan area who had to beg and take his barber practice to the uh, Michigan uh, Supreme Court to be, to be able to be in business. So this is a shame, but you know, until we get through this, and until we have smart people to pretty much shut this thing down or to limit the negative impacts of all this COVID-19 legislation, small business owners will have to deal with something that they have never dealt with before. So like I said, restaurants will have to, you know, uh, retool how they do business. Uh, just about every small business now has to worry about the legalities of either employees coming to work and getting the common cold like you know you remember when people came to work and and they they worked all day and maybe they worked four hours that day and they went to their supervisor because i was a supervisor in corporate america you know i had about you know 120 employees in my operations and sales departments so you remember when employees used to come to work and they would work from eight to 12 and they would come to the supervisor and say, supervisor, I'm not feeling well. I came to work. I had the sniffles, but now I'm feeling uh, worse than I did, you know, than when I came to work. So the supervisor would say, okay, you know, Mike or, or Helen, yeah, please go home. You know, you know, use your PTO time, you know, call me in a day or two to let me know how you're doing so you can come back to work. They didn't shut the entire department down. They didn't say, oh, wait a minute. You know, Helen has a cold. She might have the flu. Everybody get out. Everybody get out of the office. You know, let's call the health department. Let's call the media. Let's tell them that we have a flu incident in Oakland, California and, and rope off the place put yellow tape around the building. Let's get the health department down here to start testing to see who else may have the flu. We didn't do that, but we're doing it now. And that's the part that a lot of small business owners will have to deal with, with this overinflated reaction to something, at a minimum, a cold. And at the worst case scenario, the common flu. And when people have the flu, you know you have the flu. 
you have the fever, you have uh, maybe a little bit of uh, nausea, you feel like crap. And if you have the flu so bad, you don't even come to work. You make the decision not to come to work and you have a fever. So let's talk about the six industries that 321 supports and how their business may change or will change. So now you have attorneys. Let's talk. Let's start with the attorneys. Okay, attorneys now, you know, you meet with someone, uh, you know, maybe your potential client, your prospect will want you to have a mask on. And maybe that prospect will come to your office with a mask on. And maybe you'll, you will have to sit uh, uh, six feet away from your, your prospect to talk about their case. Or maybe when you go to court, maybe when you go to court, it's not even a court. Maybe it's a virtual court setting where you have the judge, you have um, your client who may be the plaintiff or your client who may be the defendant and yourself on these uh, virtual uh, software, you know, things like Zoom or GoToMeeting. So that's going to change how you do business. Um, so let's move to the CPAs. Now, the CPAs, let me tell you, the CPAs are going to have a big problem because now their small business clients have to deal with this thing called direct expenses and indirect expenses. So if a CPA is working with the client, that business client is going to have to make some COVID-19 decisions, whether to, uh, you know, minimize the number of customers sitting in their, in their restaurant or their business. And what happens when you minimize the number of customers that can, you know, patronize your business? Well, you're actually minimizing revenue. So if you could typically have maybe 20, 30 people in your business, let's say, let's say it's a restaurant. Now you have to cut down to maybe 20. So that means you can't have a full, uh, uh, like a packed restaurant where you're making maybe 15, $20 per table, you know, every 30 to 45 minutes. So the CPAs will now have to sit with their clients to look at the books and look at these things called direct expenses and indirect ex in expenses. Now CPAs, most CPAs never had to do that. They never had to look at their uh, clients books in this, in this particular manner. They didn't have to say, well, um, you know, Mr. Business Owner, Miss Business Owner, if you cut back on the number of people or the, or the amount of business you can make per hour, you will have to make an adjustment to this direct uh, expense and or this indirect expense. Now, many of you know who have been listening to the 321 BizDev V Sales Executive Podcast, you know that I've been talking about CPAs uh, in, in, in the sense that many small business owners have always wanted their CPAs to do more. Um, and if you're an independent small CPA, you know what I've been saying, that a lot of small business owners are looking for consultation and advice to help them make better business decisions uh, for their business instead of how CPAs generally work with their clients. And let me take a sip of water. So you know I've been talking about the need for CPAs to roll their sleeves up, 
to sit with their business clients with pencils and calculators and going over the books, going over the numbers. So now CPAs will have to do something that they probably have never done. And to be honest with you, most do not know how to do it. Um, so I just want to let CPAs know, and I'm, I'm sorry to be kind of hard right now, but you know, the lifeline of many small business owners is at in jeopardy right now. Uh, so many CPAs will, will, will need to know how to communicate with their business owners. They will need to know how to do the math uh, to, to help their business clients make decisions about how they need to restructure their businesses. And if CPAs need my help, I know how to perform those functions. I know how to you know, uh, interpret that data because that's what I did in corporate America to measure my own performance, to make budget decisions even for my departments. But it's going to be a very different scenario for CPAs. So CPAs, if you need my help, please reach out. Uh, please reach out if you need to find more customers. I know the answer is yes to that question, but please reach out if you want to want to add a more consultative, um, uh, you know, angle to your CPA practice. One that calls for uh, CPAs and small business owners to have stronger relationships, where the CPA is the light at the end of the tunnel. So let's move on to dentists. Uh, similar to CPAs, dentists now will have the same problem as other industries. You can't see as many patients at, at the same time. You may not be able to have people sitting in the lobby right next to each other waiting on their turn to see the hygienist or the dentist for the cleanings, for the x-rays, and to have the, any dental procedure uh, formed. So to make a long story short, identical to the CPA, the dentist needs to have a better pipeline. Uh, in other words, if you have to cut back the number of patients that you can see every hour, the number of patients that you can have sitting in your lobby, we have to work through that. We have to find out how can you communicate this to your patients who, number one, may be attached to the, to the possibility that they may get COVID-19, okay? Uh, so they're going to have some, some concerns about walking into your dental practice. But, you know, dentists have, have always had this challenge about getting enough patients. So again, dentists need to call 321-BizDev LLC to talk about several things, working with a good CPA who can help you analyze your books to determine the best strategy of how to make decisions to maybe recon reconfigure your office. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that dentists will need to do. Um, so you'll need a good CPA and we can help you find one. And you will need to have a better way of attracting uh, new patients. It's probably not a secret that many dentists, as they move forward, will not be in the dental business. Uh, I belong to the ADA, the American Dental Association uh, blog, and there's a lot of dentists talking about how they will perform dental procedures in this uh, post-COVID-19 situation, uh, the post-COVID-19 uh, lockdown. 
So again, all of these things that are happening to business professionals, in my opinion, they're not as warranted as 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 people or government officials are making uh, these um, these new ways, these new rules to operate. So let's move on to plastic surgeons. Uh, plastic surgeons might be the least impacted only because the services that they provide, they're not cheap. So if the plastic surgeon needs to reconfigure the office or maybe stagger people coming to the office, uh, maybe the, the plastic surgeon uh, potential customer or patient that's going to undergo a procedure, maybe they can sit in their car and get a text message to come in. So the plastic surgeon may be the least impacted. So let's move on to insurance brokers. Uh, insurance brokers may have to, um, you know, practice, you know, with, with mask on and sit maybe six feet away from their potential clients. But the, the biggest challenge for insurance brokers is going to be almost like the real estate brokers, but we'll talk about insurance brokers first. The biggest challenge for real estate brokers is finding people who have the money to buy financial uh, services products. Um, just today, I think they announced there are 30 million people laid off. And just like the 2009-2010 real estate crisis, when people were going through that real estate mortgage crisis, they were not looking to spend money. In fact, a lot of people that had life insurance services either put their policies on hold if they had that option or they canceled the insurance because it was more important either to pay the rent or to pay the mortgage payment or to buy food for the family uh, if there was some type of negative consequence as a result of the real estate and mortgage crises. And the insurance and financial services industry almost has the same challenge as the CPA and the dental practice, which is you need to have a stronger pipeline uh, strategy. Uh, you have to find ways to reach out to more people on a regular basis because a percentage of the population will not be able to buy because they don't feel comfortable about buying something when they just got laid off or if they're, if they're restarting their job, they're going to wonder, will they be laid off again because of the hysteria created by uh, COVID-19 and some of these politicians are talking about there's going to be a resurgence. Uh, there's going to be a second wave of COVID-19. So a lot of um, potential financial services clients may not be willing to buy. So that means you need to step up your efforts to find people who are, number one, they can afford it. And number two, they're willing to buy, which is the definition of a prospect. And finally, let's talk about the real estate industry. Oh my gosh, the real estate industry has been hit hard because there, there have been so many people who have not um, wanted to sell their home because of COVID-19. There have been so many people who have been pushed out of the buying process because they got laid off. And everybody knows uh, that if you get laid off, it's hard to qualify for a mortgage because the mortgage broker is going to say, well, I need your last two paychecks. Oh, well, I just got laid off two weeks ago. Well, that's going to be a problem uh, to, to get you a loan approval because a bank or a person 
uh, buying that loan, they're not going to set. They're not going to approve a loan if you just got laid off, even if you will be rehired in in a month. They're not going to push that that real estate transaction forward. They're not going to approve the loan. So for real estate agents, it's a, it's almost the same as the other the other industries. When the COVID lockdown thing is ending, you're going to have people who are leery about buying a house. So there will be people there. There will be buyers who will buy a home, but they're going to be harder to find. And so again, real estate agents need to step up the marketing game. And those of you who have listened to the three two one BizDev V Sales Executive、uh, podcast, you know I'm not a big fan of social media when it comes to、uh, connecting with contacts and prospects. So the, the what I'm recommending that a lot of white collar business professionals do, and I'm talking about、um, attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers, I'm recommending that you return to face to face and telephone prospecting. And three two one has that training, and I will tell you this: this COVID nineteen thing, it's impacted my business a little bit. Uh, mainly because I can't call people if they're not in the office to take the phone call. But moving forward, I believe this is going to be a windfall for my company because for the last six years I've been talking to people about strengthening their sales system. I've been、uh, talking to small business owners and my current clients that you have to find a way to improve. Contacting and prospecting, and making it more productive and performing at a high level at the closing function. And for and for, the, for and for whatever reason, a lot of people sort of push me aside. Oh yeah, we don't need to worry about that because we make enough money. Even though we're not making as much as we like, we're making enough to be comfortable and、uh, you know, and, and people are making money. We we can pay for our Beamer. We can pay for our Half a million dollar house, that's California price, by the way.、Um, we can take two vacations per year, so we're okay. But now the game has changed. So now, if if let's say, for instance, if a business had, you know, they were making some money, but every now and then they had some production and performance challenges. Well, those performance and production challenges. Just multiply as we come out of the COVID nineteen thing. As we move through this this、uh, end of the lockdown, the challenges that small business owners will face have just increased. So I just wanted to give people a little glimpse of what to expect as we move past this lockdown phase. And I'm recommending to small business owners, please do, do not take. Running your business lightly, like some of you may have before the COVID nineteen thing hit. Please don't do that anymore. And I know right now that a lot of business owners are listening to this podcast. And if you're new to this this podcast and you're listening to it, you're taking this seriously. And if you listen to previous podcasts, and let's say you or podcast episodes, and you sort of pushed it off to the side. You're not pushing it off to the side now. I can tell you that. We've made enough phone calls since 
the lockdown was uh, was ending and and states were beginning to open, people are not taking this lightly now because everything is on the line. It will no longer be e as easy to do business as it was before March 1st, 2020. So today, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are a white-collar small business owner and this podcast episode addresses a concern or situation that you are going through right now, please do not hesitate to call me at 833-321-3212 if you are in the U.S. or Canada. Or you can call me internationally using WhatsApp at country code 1-415-515-6760 to see if 321BizDev LLC can help you find a winning solution. We recommend small business owners looking for solutions. Visit our website at 321BizDev.com services to complete a questionnaire to begin the consultative process. And if you like what you are hearing on this podcast episode today, and you want to contribute to our Patreon account uh, to help us keep the shows coming because we have a lot more information to talk about uh, as we move uh, through, to, through this post-COVID-19 situation. Because I'll tell you, stuff just got real. It just got real. So we have several options. We have a $5 option. We have a $20 a month option. And if you are a small business owner looking for a slow, affordable way to improve sales productivity and sales performance, we have a $100 a month uh, a contribution that you can make, and we will slowly work with you to help you improve production and performance. So we do have a regular consultation fee and a sales system training fee uh, that we can talk about. But if you want to go the slow route, just to you know, check us out. You know, we check you out. We we make sure that you're going to get a lot more than what you're paying for if you're paying $100. I guarantee you that. But I just want to tell people that to become proficient in selling, it's going to take a thousand to 16 hours, which is about six to nine months of pushing through the learning curve. So that's the reason why we, we're offering the $100 per month because we know it's going to take some time. But we do have a standard uh, sales system fee and business development fee for those who want to jump jump right in and see some immediate uh, performance and productivity with their small business. So if you want to contribute to our Patreon account, it's patreon.com slash biz321321. So I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. I want you to make it a great day. So like I said, going back to the last 15 episodes that I did, please vote for Donald Trump for president. I used to uh, omit that. I used to not say it. But now it is so um, important for small business owners to embrace capitalism, uh, to embrace uh, freedom, to embrace the free enterprise system. I can no longer hold back the requests for all small business owners to vote for Donald Trump for president in November 2020. Make it a great day and God bless America. Bye-bye.